Hi, everyone. This is California News, a podcast that brings you the latest news from across California. Now, here's your host, Dr. Carlos. Oakland Police Department held a press conference Thursday addressing a recent spike in violent crime, particularly over the last month. The presser began with an 87-second moment of silence to honor the 87 lives lost in Oakland so far this year alone, which is already more than the total lost in 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. In the month of August alone, 11 homicides were reported and 7 homicide suspects were arrested. Five homicides were reported in the last seven days. Oakland Police Chief says, I hope this community understands how much trauma this is bringing to our community. Police say trends related to homicides include increase in gang violence, human trafficking, robberies, carjackings, and other serious crimes. Shootings in the city of Oakland have jumped nearly 50% compared to last year, 2020, with more than already 400 reported so far in 2021. Shootings are a real indication of the increase in violence, and it's really concerning. Officers have recovered more than 800 firearms so far, which amounts to nearly 100 guns a month off the streets, three guns a day. Another 50% increase from last year, rural robberies. Police have been more than 700 armed robberies in Oakland so far. Robbery investigators have arrested 195 robbery suspects this year. Carjackings have significantly increased, too, with 329 carjackings reported so far this year in Oakland alone. A 100% increase compared to last time, to last year, so it's doubled. Authorities took the opportunity to remind the community that lives are more valuable than items and to not resist during a robbery. The chief said the spike in violent crime has been challenging for the department with shrinking resources and less than 700 police officers. During the press conference, a few strategies were laid out to help reduce crime in the community. One strategy mentioned involved one-on-one -on -one conversations with leaders who can help redirect people in the community who could be potential shooters or shooting victims. We're going to take a little bit more of a look, too, on California crime on another episode.
So what eventually happens? Well, the real Ignacy goes to Poland. Sam Carr, who was in the middle of everything, gets arrested. And according to available information, the fake Ignacy Witsack with his wife were able to escape to the Soviet Union above a sort aboard a Soviet ship. For many years, his real identity was unknown, but with the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, his real identity began to appear in various publications. His name was Zalman Wolfachev Litvin. Z-A-L-M-A-N, and then the last name is Litvin, L-I-T-V-I-N, and he was born in 1908. He completed studies in the Chinese faculty of the Far East University and worked in foreign trade. From 1929, he was in the Red Army, and between 1934 and 1936, he was in North China gathering information of the Japanese Army. So he was in espionage for many years. Super smart guy, obviously. In 1938, he was sent to the United States where he created an extensive espionage network that acquired military and strategic information. After his escape from the U.S. in 1945, he worked in intelligence in Europe, and after his return to the Soviet Union, he taught at the Military Diplomatic Academy until 1953. He died in 1993 and was buried in Moscow, so two years after his identity was revealed. So he lived up to about 85 years of age. And that ends our story of Ignacy Witsack and the mess of the passports. That's it for now.